Hello everybody, welcome back to Moonlight Madness. I'm gonna I'm gonna get ready so you might because uh yeah, it's my day off and I overslept and I'm gonna see Elvis tonight. I'm super excited about that. So I'm gonna be telling you kind of my favorite parts of Dashie. I might have done this before, but I just wrote Dashie again. Yeah, I wrote Dashie again. I wrote it multiple times, but I just had to write it again because I was bored yesterday at work. And someone spoke to me. Okay. I never really told you the end of the actual I have in the story, but I just want to start off with my, with my favorite parts of Dash. So, sit back, relax, grab a box of tissues. Because it's going to get sweet and sad. Here we go. Let's just try to explain along the lines of. Well, first of all, Dash is more an adult story, so I'm going to explain it to you. So, first off, what you need to know is about Brian, my character. I wrote that when I was going through a dark time in my life of depression, and Dash was like my one relief. So, this was like 2012, I want to say, 2012, 2013, something like that. Before the uh, fan fiction came out, I really like put it that way. Oh, I think I really correctly. I think I, I didn't. I don't know. Continue down the line. Anyway, so yeah, I saw the. I used to be a brony, back in my life before the fan film, and uh, yeah. So I like the name Dashi, but I wasn't like massive brony, so I didn't really. It was like hey hey hey. I'm going to write a story about me taking care of a My Little Pony character. Yeah, I was like that. So, originally, I just liked the Dashi, so I wrote, I was like, you know what, Dashi's a good name. So, I decided to write down My Little Dashi. Or, at first, however, her name was Lightning Lacey. Actually, I'm going to like this. My Little Dashi, fan film came out. Didn't want to steal the guy's idea. So, I'm like, so I wrote down... Lightning Lace is most of my stuff. And, uh, I didn't even know the guy who made the My Little Dashi stuff, uh, cared. But he actually came up and said, hey. I'm like, hey. He's like, you know, you can use Dashi if you want to, you know. He's like, I don't really care, you know. I'm like, really? He's like, go for it, bro. I'm like, okay. So he told me to go ahead and use his idea. Thank you, man, so much for giving permission to use Dashi. And... Also, let me use a little stuff from your um, stuff to make Dashi a little more kid friendly. So, I started off as, as Dashi to Lightning Lazy back to Dashi. So, <coughs> sorry, I just coughed so bad right there. Sorry if my voice has kind of junk here, I just woke up. Again, my day off. So, continuing. Uh, there is a part in the original story where. Brian says, I'm so grateful for learning, for hearing, you know, finding Dashie when he lost time trouble in his depression long ago. And he said this in the original story that I wrote with a six foot rope in my chandelier. So yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking about when I went through my time of depression was six foot rope, chandelier, or anything. So luckily, um, I got better. 
And I'm happy. Depression, far, far in the past. <sighs> so I had to yawn. Oh my goodness. Alright, so. Of course, I'm just jumping grass. Alright. <clears throat> Continuing down this whole line here, I'm on. Uh, people have a. People want to know the sweet parts of Dashi, and I'm going to start off with the note. No, not the note. What Brian said to her before she left. <clears throat> Dashi. My little Dashi. I love you with all my heart. You have done wonders to open me up when I once was. <clears throat> These 15 years we had together, talking, playing, flying. All those have been so special to me. I could never possibly thank you for it all. I just want you to know that I will forever love you. If there's ever a problem and you need me, don't hesitate to find a way to get me. Okay? Dash you. Do I have to, to, to go, Daddy? It's your actual home, Dash. You don't belong here. But I belong here with you. You have no friends or anyone else to relate to. I was only taking care of you until this time would come. But I never thought it'd be this painful. I love you, Daddy. And I love you too, my little Dashie. So then when Kitsune tries to take her away, she says, wait a minute, I want to get some from my dad. And she runs upstairs with a box and brings it back downstairs. And Brian says, it was a box of her most prized possessions. I hope there's a picture of us in there. Then <clears throat> Kitsune Kitsune says, you can't take anything from this world back with you. She says, I'm not. I'm leaving it for Dad. And she walks over and lays over Brian's feet. <coughs> so, Brian, so when she leaves, Brian takes a look down at the box. Sees pictures of them together, her first bath. Playing together, the box fort. And the box he she finds and lays it in. Is a box he found her in. Which we need to get. We'll get to that in a minute. And um. And the story goes like this. She has a box of. All the stuff we've done together. And her prized possessions. Pictures of our playtime. Her first bath. Picture of our day in the rain. Before the little incident happened. Picture she drew me for the first fight we had, and a picture of him. Dashie's album is what I titled it. I didn't know if my pictures would still be in there on the account that the ones on the wall and on my phone all disappeared or took Dashie out of the picture in general. But when I opened up the book, the pictures didn't fade and there's a note on the way back so as I opened up the books to look at the pictures and as I cried looking at all of our time together I read the note dear daddy thank you for everything 
You raised me well, Daddy, even though I was a bit stubborn at times and short with you with others. With Ketsukune's permission, I'd like you to keep our pictures of us. Due to you no one knowing about my world and people aren't allowed to go there. I just want you to know that you did a darn good job of raising me. <clears throat> I love you, Daddy. Your little daughter forever. Your little Dashy always. Dashy. <clears throat> and then there's an arrow that points to the back of the page and turns around. But now, Daddy, I need you more than ever. What? I read it over and over again. What does she mean? She's gone. Is she trying to play with me one last time? And then I saw a lock of her hair attached to it for some reason. Use my hair, Daddy. Put it in a glass of water. Shake it up, and then throw the water. It will create a little portal. I know it's weird, but then again, I'm part of the screwballs. Everything's weird. However, our land is just as beautiful and just as normal as yours. But you have to come, Daddy. I don't blame you if you decide not to. But I will tell you this. Nothing will please me greater than if you accept and do come. But when you do come, know, Daddy, that you won't be able to come back. You'll be stuck in our world forever. There's no going back. All portals are closed. Remember, Daddy. And you have one week in your time to decide. And when I heard that, I said, Yep, okay, I decided, I'm going, see ya! And I jumped through the portal. After I threw the glass of water and put her hair in it. <clears throat> and then, I was there. I looked around, I was in some sort of bizarre forest. And technically, Eventually, in the first story, um, Dashy is by a pond, and he finds her and says, no one will ever separate us again, I like to say them to try. But then I decided, you know what, it's better if I do it in a different manner. There's like three or four, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, three or four different ways I wrote Dashy. One is that he tries to find her, meets Ketsune, Ketsune, she sends him back. He keeps coming back and so that she hates him and so on and so forth. <clears throat> Another one, um, he is in the Free Forest or whatever. I just, I'm just using that as an example. He's in some sort of bizarre forest. I mean, it's called the Evergrown or, or Overgrown or something like that forest. Um, he sees a uh, screwball and they try to hide him from Dashi. Eventually, he meets Dashi, yada yada yada. Falls in love with her like a father would a daughter, so not in a romantic way, but like in a fatherly way. Reverse his time because he lost his memory, because he's an idiot. Right, distinguish that. I'm joking about that part. He's not an idiot. Um, continuing down the line a little bit, uh, 
there's other stories where uh, he finds Dashi, gets in it, gets in it, tries to send him back to his world. Doesn't work, so she hates him again. So, Brian and Katsune, Katsune don't really like each other that much at all. Like, at all, at all. <laughs> now, here's actually one where I wanted him and Kitsune Kitsune to fall in love with who is Kitsune Kitsune. Nine-tailed fox can transfer to a beautiful lady or old man at will, but she's mainly a nine-tailed fox. Got that from Japanese um, folklore. Shout out to all my Japanese Midnight Warriors over there. Woohoo! Alright, so, apart from my awesome Japanese listeners, um, I, lo- I love the legend of Kitsune, a nine-tailed fox, that um, they can be maniacal, or just really wants a male companion. So I took that, of uh, them falling in love off this one I heard of, uh, it goes like this. Oh, uh, this isn't in Dashi. Um, this is just. I'm gonna get to the Kitsune version. You know, the Kitsune, Kitsune, Kitsune and Brian's uh, story called Peace with the Princess. Yeah, you're gonna get a little short story out of this. So, so much I love you guys. So, technically, in Kitsune, Kitsune, uh, sorry. And our Kitsune is a non-tailed fox, and they can be malicious, maniacal, but most of them are. Trixie, um, like to play jokes. They have something called Foxfire, which is a little lead off travelers. And most, a lot of the time, their jokes are not maniacal. They're just kind of like, hee hee, ha prank you, or something like that. They like to cut, they're mischievous, but they're very mischievous. In fact, if you gamble or catch one, I, they say they, get, they pay you in gold, but most of the time, they either steal it from someone. Or it's just a bunch of leaves, and it looks like gold until they're far enough away, and then they turn back to leaves. So, if you're a hippie, um, who you kitchen in? Make them pay you with a lot of gold, and help them sell it as hocus leaves. I'm joking. That's that a tor- terrible joke. I'm sorry. I don't even think he cares what leaves. Like, I'm pretty sure with my luck. I'm saying this right now. With my luck, if I ever gambled with a Kitsune, uh, they'll probably drop poison ivy on my feet saying, there you go, a lot of gold, I'll be like, uh, and then I'll be like, yeah, and then they'll be gone, I'll be like, oh, shoot, no, no, and then it's forever, I'll probably cry a lot, because I had poison ivy before, and it was terrible. But yeah, so the story of the Kitsune is apparently a nine-tailed fox to form a human. Uh, she met this one man. They got married. She had children. And then a dog who had a puppy uh, had a child, I think, around the same time as she did. And the puppy, day by day, got more aggressive towards her. So she tried to convince the man to kill the puppy. And they're like, what? Yeah, that's not gonna happen. So, so she's like, oh, okay, I'll just knock you close to the dog. Well, bad news, pup broke his chain, got really aggressive, the woman freaked out, turned the tough box, ran to the forest, and did not come back for a while. I'm joking, that was a joke. What really happened is she freaked out, turned into a, fo- a nine-tailed fox. I think it was a nine-tailed fox. They get a tail after over 100 years, so I believe it said she had nine tails in the story. And she ran off into the forest. 
Well, the man ran after her and said, So you're a fox, but you're my wife and the mother of our children. Come back to me. And every night she returned to the house, tend to her children, tend to the household, and sleep with her husband. That's pretty devoted. That's devotion right there, you know. I mean, I'm pretty sure he'd rather be with him for that long. I mean, I think it's because, like, back in the day, I'm not sure, but I have heard stories from other people that are Americans that they read some online. I couldn't find anything on it myself, but some like, hey, you know, if uh, <coughs> sorry, come no, on, if a kitsune and you um, found out that you're harboring or living or in a romantic relationship with a kitsune, they kill you. Literally kill you or like the town they kill you or something like that. Depends on, depends on what kitsune because I'm doing this romantic, romantic relationship with another kitsune and she ends up turning the life force from her husband. Which is not a good thing. <coughs> anyway. Continuing down that line a little bit to my kitsune, kitsune, kitsune. Uh, she is not really much of a trickster. I mean, she does play some tricks, but she's not like mean. She doesn't kill or drain life forces, but she's not really a romantic one either. So she's kind of more like a neutral, like, I'll punish you if you're bad and I'll reward you if you're good. But she's not really a She's not really much of a lover. Let me put it that way. So, in Peace and Princess, uh, that she invites um, all, like, Screwball, Dinky, Derpy, Miss Diamond, Applesauce, and Connie Candy Hair, and, of course, Dashie, to a ball at her castle. And she... And Brian was with her, and she neglected Brian's invitation. Like, Brian did not have an invitation. So, yeah, that was, that'd be very, very upsetting. Like, here, you can come, your daughter can come, but you can't, so. Chew on that, Brian. Okay, sucker. And first of all, I was like, okay, cool. Alright, I guess we'll come. And Dash was like, what about Daddy? Oh, sorry, dear, I didn't write that invitation. And Brian's like, that's a lie, she didn't, she knew she didn't write that with an invitation. She didn't care. She didn't want me there. She wasn't sorry. She's probably dancing inside. And then she's like, it's only for you and your plus one. Anyone? Anyone at all? Okay, then daddy's my plus one. And she smiles and says, great. And then Brian's like, mission accomplished. I officially made her mad or I officially kicked her off. Because I don't want to use any other variation of that due to um it being frowned upon. It's a children's story, come on. <clears throat> you know the original story was adult but still it turned turned mine's children's story after a little bit. So then eventually uh after a little bit they meet up with like the flight team like the Air Force team of that world and they all munch food, talk Yada yada yada. And then he sees Kitsune Kitsune goes to the balcony or he goes to the balcony, one or the other. I think I think no wait. 
Oh yeah, he went to the balcony. I'm sorry. It's been so long since I read that story and wrote that story and narrated it. I just can't remember. Alright, so... <clears throat> sorry. He goes to the balcony, gets some fresh air, and just to look out over the town. You know? Beautiful view. And then, like, not too long after, something bumps into him and knocks him over. <clears throat> so he gets up, turns around. <clears throat> sorry. Finds out Kitsune, Kitsune, and she looks at him and doesn't even say anything. She just turns right around and looks out over her land. And by that time, Ryan's not so happy. So he's like, okay, what's your problem? Yeah, sure. You had a problem with me? Then say it to my face. What's wrong with you? Why would you just bump into someone and you're not even going to say you're sorry? She says, she just doesn't answer at first. She just looks sad over her land. So even though, so it says that Brian was actually kind of enjoying her misery, but what would that kind of example that set for his daughter if he just stood there enjoying someone else's sorrow and misery? So he's like, all right, that's right. And she looks at him and says, why do you care? He's like, honestly, I don't care about you, but you're a friend of my daughter, so shut up or whatever and just tell me what's going on. Fine, she says. <clears throat> I'm very grateful for my bright student but there's not much I can teach her. Soon she'll leave me and I'll be alone again. I mean, sure, I still have my sister who's never mentioned in this books ever. I'm not joking, this is like book three and I never once mentioned her sister. And even after I wrote this book, you will not hear anything about her sister except that she has a sister somewhere that lives in the town but she's just like never mentioned. So she's like, yeah, I'm my sister, but things just haven't been the same. So, Brian's like, well, if it makes you feel better, I guess you're going to talk to me. And she looks at him. First with a challenge, like, oh, I'm talking to some weirdo, dumb human who raised Lacey, or in this case, Dashie, and... Talk to a guy who has a thing for making me mad. But then her face softens and gives and she gives him a hug. Ryan <clears throat> hugs her back and he's like, What is going on? <clears throat> Sorry to come with her too much. That's just a sign my voice is seem back to normal. So in the storyline, uh Yeah. So eventually after that, they go to the back to the ballroom together, paw in hand, and dance. I don't know how you can dance with Kitsune, maybe she turned into a human, maybe she stood on her hind paws and danced that way. She's pretty tall for a nine-tailed fox, so she's about the size of Brian on all fours. Well, not all fours. Um, two legs, but just a little smaller. So kind of like that perfect like picture of, of ballroom dancing, kind of like... You know, the guy's slightly taller, almost just slightly smaller, and they dance like that, you know? And all those romantic movies you see, I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but you, I know what I'm talking about. I'm just saying that in a lot of scenarios, the guy, for some reason, is always taller, so. And that's all the ones I've seen so far, the guy is always taller than the girl. <clears throat> Granted, the girls are just like, I don't know, 
two, three years younger, but still. I'm like, right. I'm not really that tall. I'm like six foot something. So I'm not like as tall as my grandpa. My grandpa was like seven foot two or something. So yeah, he was a lot taller than me. Probably like a foot. Maybe, I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> continuing down this line a little bit. Um, so yeah, Brian is about 6'10", 6'6", something. And Tipsy Tipsy is probably like, you know, if Brian's 6'10", this should be like 6'8", maybe 6'9", with her ears. I mean, she's on two legs. On three legs, she's about half that to like, 310, 3, no, 399, I don't know. She's smaller, but. <clears throat> Sorry. She's about the size of like a Great Dane and or a wolf on four legs. And then about the size of like one, like one wolf right on top of the other. So she's twice her height or whatever when she is on two legs. Maybe, no, no. Is it three? Yeah, three. <clears throat> so, maybe a little bit bigger, I'm not sure. Anyway, so what ends up happening in the story is a dance. Um, and eventually, it's revealed that Brian has a heart problem where his heart is not pumping blood the way it's supposed to and eventually it will kill him. And he's like getting old in this time he's like 60, maybe 70 years old. And so eventually time goes on and he eventually is bedridden and can't get out of the hospital bed. Time goes on and on and on and on again. Until eventually something happens. He almost dies. Then they think it went away and he's all better. Trying to find out it got better and then he got it again and had to start the whole thing over again. But he's like, I'm not going to stay in bed this time. This time I'm going to live my life and I'll just take the medications. And then Kitsune Kitsune offers to turn him into one of their, their own. She can make him young again. As long as he wants to be. Which, let's be honest, young is probably the best time of life. Um, she can heal his disease if he's one of their own. He can actually heal her heart. The only problem is he can't go back to being himself. She was like, no, I had a long... I had a good long life. I appreciate it, but I'm not gonna cheat death. So eventually, um, in the last story or book four, so not the last story, but the um second to last official story I made. He dies, and then everyone dies later on in life, and she dies in the end. And then I'm like, the end. And then, like, when I heard that, I was so upset with myself. I'm like, what am I doing? 
I technically made my heart warm story until like something's gonna make people cry forever. So it made me cry all night. So after I ran out of tears, I still wanted to cry because I was so upset. So I'm like, no, okay, yeah, you know, no, this ain't gonna do. I, I know this, this just isn't gonna happen. So I went back and wrote the story back again, and it went from where he, where uh, uh, turned out it was actually just a, a dream. It was not real, it was a dream. Just a dream. So when Brian wakes up, it turns out it was just a dream. It was none of it was real. It was just a dream or a nightmare that he was in because he got a concussion entering the world. And even though everything really did happen or and then I'm like, you know what? No, that's 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 too junky. So I rewrote the story and narrated it. This time, and it turned out that uh, um, after uh, after Brian had the heart problem, he did die. But then he came back, and the part about all everyone he cared about dying was him. Just, I don't know if you guys ever play uh, scary games, but there's this one game. I'm not gonna name it. If you play, it, you know, right now, where this kid has like all of his friends are nothing but stuffed animals, which is kind of weird. Uh, there's a fox, chicken, bear, and bunny, and then another bear. And in this game, when he dies, one by one they fade, but he hears someone say, we're still your friends, and then you hear a, someone say, I swear I'll put you back together. You're broken. I'll be with you, don't worry. And then you hear a plot line, and then in the game, the uh, person dies but like he comes back later on and he's like fully restored to his, to his brother that's kind of what I went for so they said that all happens in a in his coma state as he as his life is about to end he sees all all that fading away until he's alone that's kind of what Brian was going through was when he was dying but eventually his heart got restarted and the disease was gone Put it in a scientific way, he not dead, he better. Okay, that's not really scientific, that's more of a hipster nutcase, but hey, it works. So that's the story of Brian and Lightning Legacy. I'm, I'm going to tell you more of the sweet spots. Alright, so I did the letter, or I did that one, okay. So, one of the best parts of this is I saw a small box on the side of the road. It was crushed or destroyed amongst all the streets. I took a look on the side, and there she was. My favorite character from my favorite TV show, The Screwballs. Dashy. Hi there. Where did you come from? And when she looked up at me with those big eyes, my heart exploded twice. She didn't answer me at first, but uh, I knew she wanted. She was, after all, what, two at the most? And never ready to talk to it. But let's answer the question. Why is she here? How could Dashie be in this terrible world I dare call home? But it leaves me with one more question. What should I do? Should I take her home? Should I call someone? Who would I even call? I also only have one choice here, so I said, come on Dashie, let's go home.
I took her home. And then it goes on to like my probably one of my favorite parts in the stories is where her him and Dashi um he just got done it says sometimes when she said it I just got done tucking the bed when she said these the words Good night Daddy I love you for a minute I don't know what to say or how to respond but I'm gonna say it now because it's true my heart exploded twice. Not only did she call me daddy, which she has done on occasions, but she said, I love you. <clears throat> now, I didn't know what to do, but I remember what parents did to me. So I laid down and I kissed her on the forehead and told her the same thing. But now, little Dashie, I love you too. I remember for an hour now, my mind is so lost in thought. As I just said, not only did she call me daddy, which she's done on occasions, but she said, I love you. Now, I can see why she called me daddy, saying as I'm the one who took care of her. But tonight, you should see those three little words. I know for certain now that I'm her daddy, and quite frankly, I consider her my daughter. I can't believe it. That should be the hardest shell I've formed ever since my parents died. And now she's doing something I thought I'd never have a daughter. So, that's eventually what happens later on in the uh, Dashie stories. I think it's like probably dead center of the storyline. Uh, we really hard on that. That was like a very sentimental part in the story. And I thought that was perfect, perfect thing to have in that story. It's kind of just make it heartwarming for everyone. Not just the girl listeners, but guy listeners as well. I made it mainly for, mainly for like little children slash grown-ups, like fathers. Because they're like a father and daughter's you know, relation and love. For each other. <clears throat> kind of, you know. Uh, I don't even know why. I just I thought it was a great story. And it turned out to be a great story. Now the last part I'm going to talk about today. Because I think this is the only part I can think of. But my, one of my favorites. Is um. Ryan. Dashing in the fight. She's going to take so well. Goes up to her room. Climbs out the window. Runs away. So, Brian is walking in the forest, and uh, he goes to a tree set at after high school and college. He'd always go there. Yeah, because of his parents that died. He would always go there and just sort the problems out. And just contemplate things. Trying to figure out how to make his bad situation better. You remember he told Dash about that and actually took her there and showed her the way. So he figured, you know, if I was her, in her position, I'd go to the old thinking tree. So he went there and sat at the part of the bark where he's always been at. You know, the bark on the tree. He always sat in that one spot. And he didn't even know that Dashie was going to be there. He just went there just to think. So with his hoodie on, rain pouring down, he covered his hand, face with his hands and said, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. He said as he was crying. Then he heard footsteps from behind him, and Dash, sure enough, it was Dash who was there. And she sat down beside him and said, I heard you. And I'm sorry too. And then Brian's like, Dash, you have nothing to be sorry for. This is my fault. It's as simple as that. And she's like, Daddy, do, do you still love me? And then Brian says, 
Of course, Dashi, I always love you. I will still love you. Not even a small fight such as ours could ever change that. She cries and says, I love you, Daddy. He hugs her back and says, I love you too, my little Dashi. And and she says something kind of funny, saying, Daddy, can we go home now? I need to shower bad. And they go home. And then the part is ruined when Kitsune and her followers apparently had to go on her birthday before they went to the air show. They couldn't have come after. They had to come before the air show. Go there and say, yeah, we're taking Dashi away. Brian, wait. What? I guarantee that's what he's like. This is mean. You don't do that. You, you, you can't do that. No. But they did anyway, so they don't care. So after that, a little bit while later, later, ha, 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 I don't know how to do that. A little while later, um, after a short little time frame, uh, they come back. Anyway, so, um, Tony's Valentine's was mainly just a, a little story I wrote for fun. And then I figured it was too good just to to myself, so I narrated it. And I'm gonna tell you, I love Diamond Tony's Valentine's. In fact, um, I'm planning on possibly redoing that and making it like a making it more more of a longer series than I originally intended. I've got some things happening in my life that I could add in the story. Um, I'm also wrote kind of like a, a different series that technically same uniforms, which is Echo's stories, which is Echo's point of view of the Valentine's. And, very frankly, their first fight. And as for Foxy and the Pirate Fox, the Body of Seven and Fright Night were all dreams I had. And then, like, a year or two later, I had another dream about them, only in this case, it was Dusty and a small little girl called Delilah. So, I'm going to be honest with you, Foxina and Dashi are, like, the ones I'm more close to. Like, out of all three of them, it's, if I had to choose all three, I would live on, like, like the ones I'm not so attached to to the best, even though I love them all with the bone deep age, would be Tony's Valentine's, and then, which comes in second, and then it's a tie between Dashi and Foxina. Because I was sunk so much into those stories that it's just it's probably kind of a part of me now. So those are the main stories I love the most. And I'm pretty sure there's some more out there I love just as much. Anyway guys, so um, that's where I'm going to leave it for right now. But uh, I will say this, um, expect a video later today or even tomorrow or on whenever I get a chance to. Um, we're going to go see Elvis today, and when we see Elvis today, I'm going, you can, I love Elvis, he's like probably one of my favorite artists, and due to this being an Elvis movie, I'm so excited to see it, you guys are going to get a big review when you get home. Um, I don't, I don't know what it's going to be like, but I've seen most, a lot, I've seen a few of the trailers, so you can probably expect a 10 out of, I'm sorry, 100 out of 10. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to blow the scale away. Is my it's how I expect. 
And that's just from what I've seen so far. So if it's better than they, they actually do something really cool, like they make it better than a lot of the other ones. Well, by that I mean like if it's better than the previews, then I might even raise it to over a hundred. So you guys can reach for the review uh later. So I'll see you all next time in the next video. Thank you for watching. Of course, look into the shadows because it's what's strange on. Please leave a like and subscribe. That would be great. I appreciate it for more reviews. Maybe do not worry because I'm a workaholic with a fiction addiction. And of course, um, thank you for watching. Remember, the madness never ends. Bro, And I need you to howl with me. So on the count of three, I need you to howl. One, two, three. Here we go. Howl. Thank you for watching, everyone. And good night.